Welcome to the Star Wars Brothers Podcast. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. I need to shave. Andrew Shepard. I probably do, too. <laughs> Did you notice the difference in my tone at the start of this week's episode? Yeah. When, welcome. That's right. That's right. We have a new, much more chill intro theme that we're going to be using. And so we're going we're gonna to ease on into the episodes each week now instead of blasting our audience with a you know an annoying i don't know if it's annoying i don't think it's annoying but a yell so uh um, so, so intro for a more civilized age. <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> this is like the uh what is it the high the high not the high order the high what's what's that book series that's coming out now high republic high republic yeah yeah, we're the it's the high republic version of the podcast. So. Nice. So we're fancy. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> like we're pinkies out now, and like no, our intro music is probably a little fancier. So, um, I don't know. It's it's going to be from this guy called, uh, I, I guess I should say it is because actually it's 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 also going to be what's on last week's last week quote unquote <laughs> last week's episode. So we were just talking about how inconsistent. Uh, we are at recording and it makes it even worse because I'm inconsistent at posting. We recorded probably like three weeks ago and I still haven't posted that episode. So I'm going to try to get this one. And actually the main reason I didn't post that one um, is because I didn't have the intro music worked out and I'd lost the license on the other one. So, so I spent some time and got some intro music found from a, uh, a guy named Youngtown. It's, I think it's Y-U-N-G-T-O-W-N. I don't know his real name. He's on YouTube. Um, and I got turned on to him because back in the day he did uh, some YouTube videos where he did like, like he has a Ocarina of time rap that kind of went not, maybe not viral, but within the video game communities that I was following at the time, it was, it was really popular and uh, it's really cool. You also go check it out. Youngtown, uh, check out his Ocarina of time rap. Um, I don't know what it's called. It's probably just called Ocarina of time rap. <laughs> Uh, but it's really good. And he has been just producing music since. And he did this. I've been following his YouTube channel ever since. Um, ever since, uh, I don't know, probably a decade now. And uh, he doesn't really produce a lot of content that I'm into but right now. But he is sort of live creating music occasionally. And so he'll have a big stream that pops up where he live creates music. And I happened to click on one of those one day and he was working on a song and I kind of liked the sound of it. It was like, Hey, pay $10 and you'll get this. Uh, you'll get an unlimited license to this song, which basically means I, you know, for 10 bucks, if I use that as our intro music, I would never have to worry about licensing it again. And I'd be able to use it as many times as I wanted to without limitation for whatever purpose I wanted which legally, which is pretty nice. Um, I didn't end up, I don't think, I don't think we're going to end up using that song, but he actually threw in some others as well into the package that I bought. And so we're going to use one of those. So um, I found one that I, that I did, I did like the vibe of, and I think it'll fit, um, fit what we're doing here. So, nice. so anyway, that's the story behind the intro song that you just heard for the second week or excuse me, second week, second episode in a row, John, what's going on? How long are you so, going to keep uh, the beard? Uh, I mean, I, I'll keep it short forever. I don't know if I'm, I need it. I need to trim it. I do. Um, but I, uh, 
and I need a haircut. I've been saying that for like two weeks. So it, it gets a little crazy, gets a little curly, and uh, gets poofy at night. Uh, but I've uh, – so we have chickens. I know I've – like a year ago probably or more, <laughs> whenever we started this, I, I talked about <laughs> my chickens a little bit. Um, they're getting old to where they uh, need a, a good run. And so what I've got, I've got a small, probably 200 square foot barn, and that's going to be their uh, chicken house. And then I build, I'm building about a 400 square foot chicken run, which is a area outside of their house. So that's what I've been working on today. Um, we are going to let them free range most of the time, but uh, we do have friends not too far down the road from us uh, whose six chickens got killed by a hawk recently. And so Yikes. we don't want to, uh, we do want them to have a good place to run and hide if they need it. So six chickens killed by a hawk. Was this just like a malicious hawk? And that's, was that's it, what they were saying. <laughs> no, that's what they got. He's like, I never thought a, uh, animals would just like kill for sport. He said, but <laughs> oh, no. this hawk literally picked their chickens up one at a time and oh, dropped the word. Them. From the and sky, dropped them. Oh, <laughs> oh, <no>. Died on <laughs> them, and so they died. Uh, yeah, pretty. Uh, That's horrible. It is terrible. Just like didn't attempt to eat a single chicken. Just killed oh, them all. Man. Huh. Um, I don't know. Maybe jerk. they were. Well, maybe they were in his territory or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was some kind of protective instinct, or he was just like, hey. That's an easy kill and just went at it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Um, That's terrible. But no, we haven't had trouble with that yet. Uh, if a we hawk do have, went after your chickens, what would you do, John? Um, Let's say you're witnessing it. Legally say. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We get it. We I don't get think it. You I don't have to shoot say. a hawk. You don't have um, to say. <laughs> but my dogs um, are very... Uh, protective of our property i've got two dogs oh, yeah, yeah. and sure. they're right there mixed in with the chickens and uh mm-hmm. like we had a buzzard flown pretty low the other day and our dog wanted to to kill it so i do think that to a certain extent they would probably help with the hawk problem um but those things are pretty fast so yeah. dude hawks are nuts. yeah so they probably friend, get one or two not really a friend i had a coworker um who worked with me in East Orlando and he would walk to work. He's called student. He would walk to work. Um, and it was, I don't know, maybe a mile from his apartment or whatever, uh, that he would walk one day. He shows up to work a little bit late and his head is like bleeding. <laughs> We're like, what? Dude, what's going on, Don? And, uh, he said, this hawk just attacked me on the way to work. I was just walking down the road. All of a sudden, I get whacked in the back of the head. And there's these talons scratching me. <laughs> the hawks are no joke. Fearsome beasts of the mountains and plains. <laughs> someone else. So that's powerful. happened to someone else you know, too. stabbed a man's body now with his huge jaws. <laughs> <laughs> Almost heroes. Chris Farley. Oh, yeah. What were you saying, Drew? I was about to say, that happened to someone you know, too, Cheryl Cole. She got attacked by a hawk. Yeah, I mean, not recently. This was a few years ago, but she was just walking and started attacking her. in the world? That's crazy. right on Wolf Branch, so. Here's the thing. Never mind. I I better not say (laughs) it. I better not say it recording. (laughs) I value all life. <laughs> <laughs> Until you're hungry. 
Would you eat a hawk? I'd eat a hawk if I was starving, of course. But Oh, yeah, if I was starving. Would you eat one if you weren't starving? If it were served to me? And legal? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. I don't know. All these hawk stories kind of have me worried. Like my kids out there playing. And yeah. Like a hawk just like grab my have you, have you seen that YouTube video of the hawk that swoops down and picks up the kid and starts carrying him off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty. It's pretty a uh, viral video out there. You gotta look it up, Drew. Okay, you have not. This hawk seen just swoops one. down and grabs this little tiny kid crawling on the ground and starts like flying away with him. His parents freak out and run it. I think he drops him before he's very high. But man, that's an old one. I wonder. If, is it? <laughs> yeah, real? that's an old one. I don't know. I don't. Know. I remember a question from years ago, like when I was in college. It's probably. It's got to be fake, right? No, no. I guess it does not. From from the hawk stories we've been telling. All right, hawk picks up baby. Is it real or fake? Uh, Child snatching eagle video created as student project. Okay, fake. Okay, 2012. Well, I thought it was real, but now we know. (laughs) You know, you just put something in Google, and what you find is just, I mean, just fascinating. Just, oh, never mind. I can't really see. Yeah. Yeah. Psycho bird attacks boy on scooter. I mean, <laughs> I've seen that video. <laughs> oh, okay. He's going down the road, and I think it's a hawk. Is chasing yeah, him, and there's a guy like... just filming it. Like the guy yeah. didn't help the kid; he just filmed it. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> I bet I can get money on YouTube for this." Yeah. <laughs> Don't they say dinosaurs and birds are 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 pretty similar, pretty related? They, they yeah. now say birds yeah. had feathers and all kind of crazy right, stuff. Yeah. Or excuse me, dinosaurs, dinosaurs yeah. had feathers. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Not like they know, but um, right. But yeah, that's interesting. Uh, maybe um, maybe it's those dino genes coming out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Drew, what's going on? Well, just speaking of chickens, I have to tell you this: we have some neighbors in in the neighborhood that you know the Poplins, and they actually yeah, yeah. have ducks in their backyard. And are are so, they their ducks or are they, they just are. wild ducks? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they raise them. And so okay. they, they live on the other side of the subdivision where they're a little bit more chill with their HOA rules. So oh, they can, okay. Yeah. <laughs> AKA they're hidden, so they don't know they're there. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, he brought over some duck eggs the other day for us. Man, those are good. Oh, I mean, they were oh. ri- they're big, rich. Yeah. So yeah, we have like, three ducks, actually. Oh, okay. So they've not started laying yet, but we do have. Are three. you going to eat them when they lay? Uh, I will. I don't know if Jessica will. Um, or will are them. they big? Are they are they about the same size? They're a little bigger generally. Now, are you going to do that Japanese thing? Is it Japanese or no. Taiwan? Some Asian thing where they have like this, the duck, the century eggs. They let it. It's they so let it gross. grow, and then they pickle it before it hatches or something. So nasty. The, it's like black. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Are, y- are y'all thinking of the, yeah, the century egg or the balut? Oh, I don't know. Well, century eggs are gross too. Yeah. I'm but, not going to do either. But I don't, century egg, you'd have to live a long time to be able to get a century egg out of your duck, John. <laughs> it's a isn't process. It, isn't it like it's not really old? It's, it's not, not really. That's the nickname, but they're not really a hundred oh, okay. years old. Okay. Yeah. I thought they were. Yeah. Chinese proverb. <laughs> we actually have Peking ducks. Though. Drew, if your wife wasn't Chinese, I would say that was really racist. Oh, I know. But... I know. I have fun saying all the time. It's great. 
<laughs> What's fun is when um, I even, I mean, her grandpa just cracks me up. I love him so much. Yeah. She's what percent? Is it like an eighth? A quarter. A quarter. Okay. Quarter Chinese. Yeah. And her grandfather then is 100%. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So That's pretty cool. Yeah. Got those. <laughs> Got those. <laughs> what are you going to try and say? <laughs> Got those communist genes in her. You gotta watch oh, out. <laughs> oh, I want to. Oh, I will. I'll say it. I don't care. Well, yeah, that's why she doesn't have COVID yet. She's already got the secret vaccine that they handed out years ago. <laughs> Great. Now we're getting the warning on our podcast. <laughs> oh. 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 I love it. I love it. We're having fun. This is a fun podcast. Do not take what we're saying seriously. Anyone, please, ever. So did you just fry them up in a skillet and eat them? Or? Yeah, just scrambled them. Mixed in some okay. cream, put in the butter in a pan, scrambled them. It was good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. tried duck egg. Yeah, when we, got, uh, when we got our ducks, I was looking into it, and there's certain parts of the world people actually will prefer to raise ducks for eggs because – the the minimal feed that it takes compared to a chicken. Oh, um, okay. And it the, very basic, uh, where a chicken needs more of a good blend to to have a a good laying season. So right. But yeah, hmm. what do ducks eat versus chickens? So ducks eat. I don't know. Honestly, you don't know I, what they eat. I get <laughs> duck have ducks. Oh, okay. I have duck food, and then all right. Which they pick is what? At the grass. What is duck food? Is it like seeds, know. like bird seeds? It's it's in pellet form, so oh, like dog food, uh, but for ducks. Yeah, just so that it's got the balanced nutrition in all form, you know. Okay. Right. Um, and then uh, they eat a lot of stuff off the bottom of our pond, so okay. they really clean up the pond. So it's yeah. kind of cool. Oh, that's pretty cool. You might need to get some more ducks. Now uh, we, they're really loud. <laughs> mm. Uh, so they're the peaking ducks. They're the white. They look like Affleck ducks. Oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. And they just constantly are yelling. Affleck! Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, we have two girls and a boy and the boy is a real quiet, like horse sounding quack. And the girl ducks are just out there honking like crazy mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cool. All right. So I, have been doing some, I've got a couple of things. One thing I'm really excited about. And then one thing that, that I want to share that, that I uh, just got done doing. So we went down to the Florida keys with some friends of ours. Um, what was that? Like a week ago. Uh, I think we, I think it was not last week, but the week before. Um, while I was there, I went on a kayak trip and we started from our, we rented some kayaks and started from our, Airbnb, we were right on, right on a little canal that went right into the ocean. And so we went into the ocean and just went, um, about, I don't know, four miles down, maybe even a little bit more than that, actually on the seven mile bridge. And so in the keys, there's a bridge that goes seven miles that connects two islands together. And so we were kayaking down that seven mile bridge. Um, and we went out to this little Island. My friend had contacted the owner of that Island, little private Island. And she's basically like, yeah, you can, we're not going to be there. You can stay there. Um, and I think we, we may have donated like $20 to her or something like, she's like, well, I accept donations. Here's my Venmo. Um, 
And uh, she's like the recommended donations, $20 a person or something like that. That's pretty cheap for a really cool. And it was, it was such a cool Island. Um, what do you call them? The little spiky ball undersea creatures, sea urchins, sea urchins, just mm. everywhere, everywhere. It was really rocky, sort of like, you know, the keys it's coral, uh, type environment. The rocks have all these nooks and crannies and everything in them. And every single nook and cranny around that Island had multiple sea urchins in it. So it's a little bit freaky to walk around because we didn't know if they stung or not. <laughs> We're like, I don't want to accidentally touch money. It stung. So, um, but it was really, really cool. Uh, slept in hammocks, um, got, got actually really cold cause it was windy and uh, we were just sleeping out in the open in ham in hammocks. You know, they weren't covered hammocks that we zipped up even. It was just a hammock that we hung onto a couple trees and, um, and really had a, really had a really good time the next day though, we had gone with the wind going down and it was really windy. Like we're talking like maybe 15, 20 mile an hour winds, big waves, out in the middle of the ocean on these, on these kayaks. I mean, they were good kayaks, but it was still pretty, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't say it was freaky, but it was pretty uh, intimidating, I guess, uh, being out in the middle of the ocean on these big waves, just on this tiny little boat where, you know, I mean, if we tipped, it would have been, we would have been fine. We could have gotten back to the boats and, and been okay, but uh, hopefully, but it was, it was pretty intense out there. And um, on the way back though, it was worse because we were fighting the wind on the way back. I was pretty tired going. Like my arms are just killing me. Um, I actually decided to go to sleep, not even because I was tired, but just, just because I was like the pain in my arms right now must stop. I must sleep. <laughs> the next day we were moving so slow going back up that bridge. And it just took us forever. Um, fighting the wind, fighting the waves, just inching along. It was really just a test of uh, determination. <laughs> uh, we got back up, ate a little restaurant, and then started going again along the north side of Marathon. We were staying in Marathon. We were going to go along the north and then kind of cut down to our Airbnb. And um, we ended up having to call it at one point because I looked on my phone. I was checking the weather, um, checking the route. And there was a small craft advisory that had been issued because the winds were so high and the waves were so potentially intense. They were like, you might, you might get knocked over. So you probably shouldn't be out there if you're in a kayak. Um, and it wasn't, so technically the, the advisory wasn't in marathon specifically, but it was like, okay, this is a pretty good indication that we could potentially get in and over our heads here probably already have been <laughs> made it through just fine, but let's not push it anymore. And we were so exhausted by that point that we just called it. So, but anyway, I had a great week down there. I love going out and doing adventures like that. Shauna sort of enabled me um, to do that. And then my, my friend really planned the whole thing. Normally I'm the one who does the planning on that kind of stuff when I'm, when I go with people, but, um, but he really planned every bit of it, which was pretty cool. So, so I had a lot of fun doing that. Nice. So here's an, Here's what I'm excited about. Um, I was looking at Epic Theaters, upcoming releases in theaters right now. Several movies I want to see. Maybe not several. Several movies I would see. One movie I want to see. Um, Cruella is out. Have y'all seen the trailer for Cruella? Yes. Looks, looks good. Looks good. Um, I'm pretty pumped about seeing it. Um, want to see it in the theaters, hopefully. Don't know when, but I did notice that not this week, but next week they've got a showing uh, that's after 10 o'clock or it's either 10 o'clock or a little bit after 10 o'clock next Thursday. 
So I'm thinking about jumping back out and going to finally go into a movie theater, which will be, um, I, yeah, I guess the first time since COVID that I've done that. I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast before, I think I probably have, but before the pandemic, I was going to the movie theater weekly. Every Tuesday night I would go, it was a discount day. I'd go to like a 10 o'clock showing after I put my kids to bed and I was almost never alone. Drew, you went with me to a bunch of those. I know we saw Knives Out and some other movies. Um, uh, went, did you see Crawl? Was it me and Jeff? That saw Unfortunately, Crawl? I did. Unfortunately, <laughs> no, that was great. It was, it was, it's like an alligator disaster movie, John. Just really, seen really it. stupid. I watched Have you it seen on, it? Uh, yeah, on Hulu, I think. Oh, Fast okay. And the Furious, okay. I saw that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, it wasn't Fast and Furious, was it? It was Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, you're right. Hobbs and Shaw. Great movie. Great movie. Did you see Hobbs and Shaw, John? I still haven't. Oh, you need to see it. You like, you like Fast and the Furious stuff more than I do. Yeah, I've so. seen like all the Fast You'll and love Furious that movie. movies a ton of times. I actually binged the entire Fast and Furious series before going out and seeing Hobbs and Shaw yeah. in preparation for it. And, uh, and, and they're terrible. They're all terrible movies, but I enjoyed them. So. Um, what is it? Nine? Is Fast and Furious nine? Is it nine that's about to come out? I think. I think so. Like, um, I think right around the corner, probably next month or maybe even this month. I don't know. But anyway, I'm just excited about going to see movies again. And, and I was looking at the movie time showing times and, and it's not just repeat movies anymore. There's new stuff coming out. We have four MCU movies coming out this year and I will definitely go see those movies in the theaters. I just love the movie theater experience. I know a lot of people are transitioning to just watching at home and I have an awesome setup at home. Uh, but but nothing beats going into the theater. I never get popcorn. I don't do Cokes or anything like that. I just get my ticket, get in a seat, make sure I've used the bathroom and haven't drunk too much water. And, and what I love about it is you're just, you're there and you're tied to it. You know, you don't, you don't, you, you can't get up and leave without missing some, you can't pause it. You can't be like, okay, we need to, I need to pause it for a second. You know, I need to go take care of this. And so it always happens at home. I'm always pausing a movie in the middle of it. I never just watch it straight through. Uh, but man, in the theaters, the big screen, the awesome sound system, we've got a really great theater by our house. That's pretty new. Um, and I just love that experience and I'm pumped about getting back to it. Are y'all, are y'all pretty into going and going to see movies in the theaters in general, or do you care that much between seeing it in theater or seeing it at home? Um, I actually saw one, I think two weeks ago when I saw one and what did you first, see uh, the demon slayer movie? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah so sure. I mean, I had a blast going to see that and it was nice to be back in the theater because it's the same one you're talking about. It's yeah. a real yeah. big seats, recliner seats. Right. Uh, it was, it was a little bit weird actually to go back and look around sure. and be like, this is the first time I've been here in, in months, a year. And there's yeah, only yeah. five other people in this theater. And when I, I got I'm there, there's so worried about that theater. 20 cars. And so I sure hope they don't go out of business. Yeah. So they've survived through COVID. So hopefully <laughs> they're going to be okay. But John, what do you think about seeing movies in the theater versus seeing them at home? I prefer theater, but I never go to the theater anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it's not easy. Right. So four kids. Yeah. 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 I don't want to go to a movie theater with four kids. I could, but sure. I don't want to do that. Well, see, that's why I, I put them to bed. Shauna goes to bed and then I leave, you know, I go to like 10, 10 o'clock, 10, 30, 10, 40 showings and just stay up really late because I'm staying up that late anyway. So 
we That's did the only uh, way I can make it happen. A few months ago, we did uh, the, rent out a movie theater um, to where what did you just, see? Uh, we just saw it was an old movie, Lorax, oh, uh, okay. just for our kids and their friends. Uh, it was like a yeah, hundred dollars cool. to rent oh, out that's the theater. Cheap. And then, oh yeah. Yeah. And it's like up to 20 people I think could be in there. Uh, Cause wow, of COVID. That's cool. Sure. I mean, we all sat together. They wanted you to spread out, but whatever. Uh, uh, right. And so that was kind of neat because then the kids could do whatever and not bother people. Cause it was yeah, all kids in there. Yeah. So yeah. Very cool. All right. You guys know what time it is. It's time for or wars. Who's going first. I'll go. All right. <clears throat> That's no moon. Or use the force, Luke. I, I think that snow moon. Do I explain why or do I? Yeah, uh, yeah. Just explain why. Okay. Take so, uh, so why is because of Thumb Wars? Um, because there's actually a scene in, uh, in Thumb Wars where they're, they're heading towards and they, he's talking about the moon. And he's like, That's no moon. And then, Somebody goes, oh, let me hike that up real quick. And they pull up their pants. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've talked about Thumb Wars a few times, but uh, that always comes to mind now, even when I'm watching uh, the real Star Wars movies. That's good. Uh, and that line is said. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's no moon. <clears throat> All right, Drew. I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain, or laugh it up, fuzzball. <laughs> I don't, I like laugh it up fuzzball, just hearing Harrison Ford say that and just his face and Chewie just his expression. I just, I like that. That just makes me smile inside. Cool. John, don't try it, Anakin. I've got the high ground. Or, no. The, the high ground. Um, just because I hate the no, like it's, I just hate that part. Um, and, uh, and the high ground, uh, um, there's a lot of good memes that I've seen recently yeah, there are. You know, with the high ground stuff in it. So, okay. That, that is a good meme. Absolutely a good meme. All right, Drew. going to pick that first one ah it 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 has to be admiral akbar it's a trap there's been there has been memes and there are so many references just in culture like general pop culture where people say that in all movies and tv and you know exactly where it's coming from and exactly what it means so um that's that's too iconic um it's a trap okay great um, I'm not gonna give a winner. The winner thinks stupid anyway. So, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost track of the score. It's meaningless. It doesn't matter. 
Uh, Who's lying? <laughs> points don't matter. That's right. That's right. Uh, both you get 20 points. 20 points each. And a thousand points to Cliff for doing the entire Kenton song. <laughs> <laughs> How many I times do you have to watch that to all remember right. it all? Oh, I know. It. Oh, it's ingrained. On. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is... <laughs> Uh, Drew is going to handle our episode summary for us this week. So why don't you just get on into it, Drew? Well, all right. then. (laughs) (laughs) So we have the disappeared part one and part two this week. And so let's get started with disappeared part one, where we have Queen Julia of Bardata and she addresses the Galactic Senate via hologram to request assistance for her planet. Um, Several of the Dagonian masters have disappeared in mysterious circumstances, and she is seeking help from the Republic. But she only wants Jar Jar, curiously enough. And Palpatine accepts, um, but he meets with the Jedi Council And they also decide to send Mace Windu along with Jar Jar, just to make sure things go smoothly. And now just as a quick side note here, the Bardadans are considered mystics. They have a strong but a a passive connection to the Force. They're not like Jedi or the Sith. They understand the Force, but they don't really use it in combat. Um, so Mace and Jar Jar arrive on Bardada and clear, uh, and it's clear that Mace's presence is not really appreciated from the get-go here, but the queen likes Jar Jar, and we soon find out she, she really, really likes Jar Jar, and so she'll, she'll accept Mace's presence there for the time being. And while Jar Jar and the queen are talking, Uh, You know, Mace is really wanting to get in on the action, figure out what's happening. And so he sneaks past the guards and into a room, but he's caught and taken back out. But when Jar Jar returns, the queen is mysteriously gone like the other masters that have disappeared. Um, It's, you know, it's determined that something has to happen. And Mace and Jar Jar hear about the prophecy, which leads them to go and search the catacombs under the temple to find some clues about where everyone is disappearing. Um, But during the uh, search, Jar Jar is Gungan-napped. Not kidnapped, Gungan-napped. I thought it was funny. (laughs) Uh, But he's captured with some invisibility powder. And he finds himself in a cage above a lava pit with some of the other missing Dagonian masters. And it's discovered that a a cult is taking the force and putting it into a mysterious force orb. And Mace finds Jar Jar and he battles his way to save him. Uh, But as they fight, the cult leader escapes with the queen as his hostage. Then moving on to the disappeared part two, the cultist starship arrives on the moon of Zardosa six where it lands in a city and they are greeted by the cult members and the cultist through the forest informs him that, or I should say that the great mother has sensed that the Jedi and the Gungan have found their location. They're going to be arriving short shortly. And so they decide to go ahead and uh, get the queen to, to a certain area so they can meet the great mother, whoever that is at this point. 
Well, Mace and Jar Jar arrive as well and begin their search. And during that search, Jar Jar hears Queen Julia shouting in the square and they begin, begin the pursuit. And Mace fights the cultists, cultists and two Gundarks as well, while Jar Jar is occasionally helping in, you know, his Jar Jar-esque types of ways. And, uh, you know, the cultists escape and they arrive at a temple and discuss that the Jedi and Jar Jar will be there as well, but they have to sacrifice the queen. So they get started with that process. And then it is revealed that the great mother is actually Mother Townsend. Um, and Mace and Jar Jar arrive at the temple. They battle against some stone guardians. Uh, Mace and Mother Townsend begin to fight and Jar Jar saves the queen. And in the process, the force sphere that has obtained all of this force energy falls and just shatters all the force energy across the desert. And then Mother Townsend disappears and the queen uh, thanks Jar Jar and Mace for all that they have done to save her and her people. Okay. <clears throat> so before we get into it, a little background on this episode. I read that uh, a quote. It's on Wikipedia on, I think, the first episode. There's a quote from, from the writer who is credited, or at least one of the writers who's credited with this episode. And apparently he and George Lucas had uh, a little talk about this. And, and George Lucas's sort of commission to him was that he wanted to create an arc that rehabilitated Jar Jar by giving him a love interest. And <laughs> so, so the guy, you know, wrote an episode and then basically said that even though he's credited in the episode, it's not the episode he wrote. All of his ideas got scrapped and they just did something different. <laughs> I assume that's George Lucas coming in and being like, no, that's not the way I imagined it. Let's do it like this. So I presume it's a George Lucas intrusion that was specifically stated. But here's what I want to ask uh, to get us kicked off here. Does this arc successfully revitalize Jar Jar Binks? Rehabilitate, I should say. That was the word that, that uh, Mr. J.W. Rinsler used. Um, was Jar Jar rehabilitated in this arc as a character in the Star Wars universe? I'll go first. Um, no. He seems to be doing the exact same thing he always does. I mean, we've seen this with the blue nightshade virus episode where he, you know, he, he's Jar Jar and he messes up, but in all of his mess ups, it somehow works out. And, and then of all the arcs that we've seen Jar Jar in, that seems to be the, the common theme. So in that sense, it seemed like every other arc to where, you know, he, he sort of just does his own thing and it all seems to work out in the end. Yeah, but but I mean, we have seen Jar Jar <clears throat> and, and talked about it before where it's a little bit unbelievable that he's in the Senate, considering the goofball that he is. Um, but here we see that, you know, hey, maybe there's more to Jar Jar that meets than meets the eye. He was actually able to win the affections of the queen of an entire society, a, a pretty advanced society at that. Yeah. Like my grandma told me, there's someone for everyone. So. <laughs> <laughs> John, what'd you think? Uh, no, it did not rehabilitate <laughs> him. Here's the thing. Uh, I don't mind him having love interest and all. Um, 
Well, I don't. I th- I think there was an attempt to rehabilitate him by like allowing him to be a part of the Senate in the movies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I think. Um, I would rather just have stupid, clumsy Jar Jar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stupid, yeah. annoying, clumsy Jar Jar than anything else. And and even like when he, uh, what were they? The Stone Guardians is what they called him. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when he fought them and picked up the weapon of one of them and started using it uh it was too unbelievable for me Mm -hmm. Uh, i would have been okay with him using that weapon but it would have had to have been a complete accident accident right like he's running away right he's his arm got caught on the weapon right yeah swung around and yeah right right his tongue was tied up on it or you know because he tried to eat something or or something crazy like that right Um, yeah i don't i don't want jar jar to be a warrior formidable and, and yeah. saving a princess on purpose right if it happens great and if she thinks he did it on purpose and falls for him because of that fantastic yes. but i don't Absolutely. want him to be the Absolutely. hero i am 100 and again you know i didn't i didn't quite have it in my mind exactly like that until you said it all but but yeah that makes a lot of sense um even the moment where like mace loses his lightsaber jar jar ends up like grabbing it with his tongue and and shooting it back over to him and like no no way too intentional um uh, yeah i didn't i didn't really get it i thought the love interest thing was was just so i was like what no no i'd like no, <laughs> like, yeah. nobody can. Lo- nobody's gonna love Jar Jar. <laughs> nobody <laughs> loves Jar. You can't. You can't fool us, <laughs> right? Um, but uh, I mean, I kind of love Jar Jar, but I love Episode One Jar Jar, and that's about it. Um, I don't. I don't really like Jar Jar and anything else we've seen him in. He was okay, and I think a couple of the Clone Wars episodes actually, um, but not this one. I, I really didn't like Jar Jar very much in this episode. Um, the love interest thing was just just stupid. Um, that a queen would fall for you know, jar jar. Um, and it's like you say, if they had contextualized it and been like, yeah, she thought I saved her, but really, you Almost know, got her killed. Right. Right. It was all my, fault <laughs> really, it was first my place. Exactly. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then maybe she fell for him because of some like perception she had. That was just like all a big farce, but, um, as it stands, that the jar jar character in this episode didn't work for me. Something that was mentioned at the beginning of the episode, the reason why this society doesn't like Jedi. Did y'all catch that? Yeah. Remember what it was? They, cause they thought they kidnapped the kids. Kidnapped their children, which I'm a hundred percent believe that they probably did. So, <laughs> so this, this really bothers me. Um, why would they have that perception? In every other instance that we've seen of younglings being taken away and, and brought to the Jedi Temple, it has at least seemed to be a willing send-off. It's almost like it's an honor, right? But maybe it's just it, it's both perceived as an honor mostly throughout the galaxy and also required if the Jedi select you. That seems to be what's, what's implied here is that children were sent away against their parents' will, right? Right. Otherwise, why would they call it kidnapping? I, I could see the Jedi doing that, knowing what we know about the Jedi now, and yeah. knowing who could have had that influence. You know, who, who knows who was responsible for getting them. Um, we know mm, that they're mm, extremely, extremely Force-sensitive. Right. Um, 
And so you might do a little manipulating to get that power uh, on the right right side of things, right? Sure, sure. Um, I don't trust the Jedi. (laughs) You know, that brings up a good point because the Jedi mind tricks clearly don't work on these people. Right. And so that might have been a way to get some people who, not these, but other people, Mm, might have been a little way to help coerce them a little bit. So, so it could be that the, uh, the gathering of younglings <laughs> is not so innocent in and of itself. Um, and so I thought that was pretty interesting. It made me think about, you know, again, I think a lot of what this arc has been trying to do is to expose the corruption of the Jedi um, at this point. And even though they seem like they're the good guys, they're not always so good. And there is a lot to um, take issue with them about. So it seems like this is just another check on that. Um, on that thing. But again, I'm, I'm just a little confused because I, I just always thought it was a willing thing. Like, yeah, if, if you want to send your kid, we'd take him. And then the parents would be like, Oh wow. What an honor. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, but maybe it's, maybe it's not always so willing. I don't know. Of course we don't know the details. We don't know exactly why it's called kidnapping. It could be that the parents were willing and it was just sort of like their society didn't want them to. And so yeah. when they went against the society's will, and, and um, even if the parents were on board, they could have still called it kidnapping and resented the Jedi Force. It could just be something like that. Anyway, that stood out to me. All right, I want your impressions of Mace this episode. I found it intriguing that he volunteered for this mission. That seems very unlike Mace to me because mm. we have seen far more interesting missions brought before the council, and he would send other people and he would stay... This one he volunteered for, and it seems, honestly, up front, like it's kind of irrelevant. It's a neutral system. It's not really in play for yeah. the battles, and he volunteers for it. I'm like, there, there's something going on here. At least that's my perception. Mm. Okay. Like maybe he detects that, hey, I, I need to go check out that planet. Something. Something's not right here. This this story of what's going on and people disappearing, this doesn't sound right. See, that sounds, he was right. That sounds much more intriguing, and I like your explanation better. But what I think oh. goes back to sort of what you were saying earlier with George Lucas. Was oh, like, of course it's George Lucas meddling. Like, we're just, we haven't done we're just creating a headcanon that makes yeah. sense of it. <laughs> <laughs> We've not had enough of Mace episodes. We haven't seen him really since season three. So, Yeah. Well, it could be that. And, you know, Mace is right. Um, if that if that is what his thoughts were, uh, because the Night Mother's trying to return. And her claim, at least, I think at some point she's like, hey, I'll be more powerful than any Sith or Jedi ever has been if this plan works. And when I get this force ball, um, I don't even know what she's going to do now, really resurrect with it or something or just absorb its power. I don't know. But um, uh, but yeah, Mace, this episode came across to me as very like he had a chip on his shoulder the whole time. And like he was just kind of, you know, like you have people that you work with sometimes that, you know, they just hate their jobs, right? <laughs> but they're doing it and they're not doing a bad job, but they, they, you can just tell that they want to clock out immediately and go home at the first chance they get. That's kind of the impression I got from Mace here was that he just hated, he hated his life this episode mm-hmm. um, and didn't want to be doing this and didn't want to be there, but was going to do his job and, you know. Seem seem like he had a chip on his shoulder a little bit to me. 
So I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't, it made me feel very coldly toward him. So I didn't like how, uh, like almost reckless he seemed to me. Um, oh like, yeah. I've, yeah. I've got to get in there. Like, no, right. you don't. Yeah. No. Like, and then doing all the sneaking and getting, all right. You already know these people think you're a kidnapper. Yeah. What was he? And what so you're going to like sneak around and mess with people's like jumping then try to Jedi mind control them. And it's like mace. Right. Were you the kidnapper? Like what's going on? <laughs> <here>? like, <laughs> Good point. Uh, so no, but I didn't when, like him. Even when Jar Jar was like, "This is my, this is my servant," uh, which, let's be real, was a little awkward because <laughs> because Mace is, you know, uh, he's black. Probably a bad choice. <laughs> probably <laughs> probably a bad choice, George Lucas. But um, <laughs> if it were Obi Wan, there that aside, that aside, okay, poor, yeah, you know, poor choice. Um, if, if that were Obi-Wan there, I feel like Obi-Wan would have been like, he might've been like, oh, that's fine. But he would have been like, okay with it, you know? Yeah. And May seemed like almost mad about it. Like, are you serious, Jar Jar? You know? Yeah. And I, I didn't like that. I just, again, he might have played it up a little better. Me, so, you know, Obi-Wan, sure, Obi-Wan would have, yeah. you know, I'm your humble servant. Like he would have sighed about it, but he wouldn't have Mace been like, was just like, so whatever. I'm not going to act like a servant. I'm going to sneak around. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, invisibility powder. Pretty cool. That was awesome. That was so cool. So I hated it at okay. first. At first. Um, okay. Did you want to it? it? I thought it was stupid until I figured yeah. out that the night mother was, yeah, or whatever, was, yeah, same. Is, is involved. At first, I was like, same. really? Because it like had like electricity to it and stuff. Right. It looked like right at first. And I was like, really? Yeah, but when I figured out there was some magic at play, right? I was like, okay, well, I'm okay with this. And then, and the night mother is obviously super powerful, right? And and we're right. definitely giving that impression this episode is she's she's sort of making a play to become a force to be reckoned with. Now, did you did you did you all uh, think that she got killed at the end, or did she just kind of, you know, I was wondering the same thing. It become banished or ambiguous. Yeah, like, I wasn't really sure if they were trying to bring a, a close to her storyline with this or if this was just sort of a non-important yeah. random appearance because if it wasn't the end of her then this episode really served no greater purpose in the overall arc of things so that's about all that that i could salvage from this episode that would give it meaning in in the series as a whole is uh we kind of have left the night mother hanging out there and we need to address that so that we don't have to, you know, always wonder where she is. So um, if that was her end, bad ending for her. She deserved, she deserved better. <laughs> I thought she was pretty cool. And I think it would have been neat to see her become a little bit more of an evil force. And maybe she will. Maybe that wasn't her death. But um, I guess we'll find out. Anything else about this episode you want to bring up? I had a lot of Indiana Jones vibes from this episode, actually. Felt like the Temple of Doom to me. Wow, you know, it's interesting that you say that. I read on one of the Wikipedia pages that I think it was maybe the throne room of the planet that they were on was designed after like a throne room or something that's in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, they like took they're that both design. bad. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I just think it's interesting. We got Indiana Jones vibes because there was a very direct inspiration in the design 
of the planet um, or at least a part of the planet from that crystal skull movie. So. Yeah. I mean, the, the people's clothing seemed very India slash Thai esque. Okay. Um, and their sort of decorations and their clothing. And then, yeah. you know, you go to the volcano and then sort of the, the voodoo mm-hmm. that's going on. And I'm like, this feels like I'm watching Indiana Jones a little bit. So, okay. So here's Anything one else? more thing. Yeah. Sure. So yeah. it's kind of off, but it's, uh-huh. uh, it's something that I got thinking about here. The whole kidnapping thing. Right. right. So whether or not they did, there's a perception that, that they were kidnapping and yes. we've, and this, this may be a rabbit hole that, that I've gone down before. Uh, and we've also learned all these other kind of shady things about the Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. And some of the things mm-hmm. that have gone on. Um, and it, it gets you thinking, are Jedi really good, right? Is there really, there, yeah, there might be a light and a dark side, but is there really a good and a bad side? Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's some horrible things that the dark side does. There's been right. some pretty bad things the light side does, which brings me to the sequels, which people don't really like. Uh, yeah, well, we do. But. Well, yeah, but <laughs> and I think of of Kylo Ren, and of course, this is kind of headcanon stuff for me right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. After Love Kylo Ren, so so he's all about let's let the past die. Yes, and start over. Right, right. Jedi are outdated. Dark side doesn't make sense. Let's make this new Republic and I'll lead it. Well, first order, first right. order, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I, I kind of agree with him, right? If he studied what the Jedi did in the Clone Wars mm. with his father being involved in that, I assume he would probably want to know about that. Not his sure. father, his grandfather. Yeah. Um, I can see where he's coming from. Jedi's are all about, kidnapping kids and manipulating clones and mm-hmm. some other shady things dark side's not right. good either let's let all that die let's rule differently yeah anyway his, that- his choice of totalitarian oppression is maybe not the best choice maybe not but, but <laughs> it is again he admired his grandfather that was kind yeah. of his grandfather's thinking right yeah yeah. And so he's like, you know what? Let's let it die. Um, and if you read other things, Darth Vader wasn't really, didn't really like Palpatine. Yeah. No. Palpatine, you know, he, he wanted to kill Palpatine multiple times. Um, and so I don't see him liking the dark side. I don't see him accepting the Jedi either. Jedi have tried to kill him. Luke tried to kill him. Uh, and so, hey, let's let all that die. Let me rule like Vader wanted to. Mm, interesting. Way yeah. off of just this episode, but this episode, thinking about the kidnapping and stuff, got yeah. me thinking about it again. So Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's cool, John. That's all. Okay. Give it a ranking, John, while you're at it. Uh, that's a four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm a six. I'm a four. Four. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, I'm a six because I actually did enjoy watching it as many problems as I had with it, as many things as I didn't like, um, you know, I'm tempted to, to push it lower than that, but I try to, if I like the episode, I try to put it in the top five rankings and that's the lowest I could give it in the top five rankings. Um, I didn't, I didn't hate my time with it. Um, I, I don't even know what 
to say that's good about it, really. <laughs> the kiss scene. I mean, that was a good one. Was, no. The Jar Jar uh, Beak. <laughs> yeah, I think I think seeing the night mother come in was like, oh, it's her, you know, and that kind of gave me a cool feeling. And there were just a few little things I liked like that. Um, the animation, the animation at this point in the series is pretty cool. And I just enjoy the enjoy that inherently, um, even if the, the actual plot and subject matter isn't great. The animation is, is still enjoyable to watch and that wouldn't carry it alone by itself, but. Um, but I don't know. It, it was, it was enough to keep me interested. It was different enough maybe to, um, to pull me in. So why are y'all fours? Cause the only part I really enjoyed was the mother Talzin Maze Windu okay. fight. <laughs> sure. And John, I just didn't really care for the, uh, it was the whole Jar Jar not being what Jar Jar should be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was the, and really that should arc. probably push it down for me from a six, but I'll stick with it. All right. What's next week, Drew? Next week, we have the Yoda arc. Okay, here we go. Yep. Episodes 610 to 613. The Lost One, Voices, Destiny, and Sacrifice. Does this wrap up season six? Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So after this, we will have seen everything except for what, some season seven stuff? Or are we going to go back? Uh, nope, two arcs from season seven. And that's it? That's it. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so we only have three arcs left. Yeah. I didn't realize we were so close. Now, when it, when is it that we do the novel then? The novel will be two weeks whenever we record after, because after the Yoda arc, we have Crystal Crisis story reels. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, three weeks. Then we have the Bad Batch season the seven. Bad, the Bad Batch, they, those were episodes. Those are episodes, right? It's like 701 yeah. to 704. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the Dark Disciple. And then the Dark Disciple. Okay. So we've still got, we'll probably do a, a, a week where we just talk about the story reels because I think that's all canon. And I do think there's some kind of an animated thing that we're going to be able to watch. I just don't know exactly what it is. We'll figure it out uh, before next week, probably. Um, and then what I'm thinking is we'll do, we'll break the, the novel up into two, two different weeks. And then we'll do the comic in between those two. Cause I think that's how it's ordered chronologically anyway, isn't it? Yeah. So the novel is divided into part one and part two. We'll talk about part one. Then we'll talk about the son of Dathomir comic. And then we'll talk about part two of the comic. And so we won't really be talking about the, you know, the uh, TV series for, for those for that month basically <laughs> um and who knows we may need to give each other a little extra time for the novel i'll be able to get it right in whatever time um that that we have because i'm just listening to audiobook i can do that anytime so i have, I have a commute every day that i can burn through it real quick on so but we'll just handle that when we get there okay i'm excited about yoda arc though end of season six that means we're going to be getting through basically all of the clone wars that existed before the the reboot as of this next arc which is pretty exciting not the reboot but you know the revisiting um the new season seven that came out what was it last year i think so all right if you want to email us send an email to star wars brothers podcast at gmail.com and thanks for listening